thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassion, it fails not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. together we sing you are here you are here moving in our midst I worship you I worship you you are here working in this place I worship you I worship you. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, working in this place. Come on, I worship you. I worship you. 
Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. We sing Waymaker. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. When we sing, you are here. You are here. Touching every heart I worship you I worship you You are here You are here Healing every heart I worship you I worship you You are here yeah. Turning lives around I worship you I worship you You are keeping Mending every heart Come on I worship you I worship you, yeah Waymaker, miracle worker
than in every season, even this one that feels absolutely chaotic and divided. You are still in control. You are still leading and guiding us. Lord, that even the smallest detail, the smallest hurt or need doesn't get missed by you. And Lord, the biggest things that seem impossible to us to accomplish, to overcome, none of it is too big for you. Lord, as we continue in service this morning, help us to stay in this moment, in this attitude of worship. Lord, that we would continue to give you our focus. God, that we would truly seek you out. As Pastor Dave comes up to speak, God, first and foremost, it would be your truth that we hear. And ultimately, Lord, would challenge us to take one step closer to you. Father, we love you and we praise you. Pray this all in your name. Amen. Hey, I'm so glad you've come to join us this weekend. And, and I hope in this moment that you can set aside all the distractions and maybe you can just take a deep breath. You know, if you're at, if you're at home watching this, maybe to grab a cup of coffee or uh, just a bottle of water or something. And I want you just to sit back and I, I know God's calling us to engage and, and not just be spectators, but I, my prayer in this moment is that you would experience God's peace and his invitation to step in closer, his invitation to, to know him more. That's really what this, this whole series we've been in is really all about. Not just about finding which way to go, but about discovering and leaning into God's heart. And so I'm glad you've come to join us on the last week of, of this series. Before we dive into that, uh, I wanna just encourage you to go to our app, uh, go to our website, newlifecc.com, and you can find resources there. You can find a note-taking sheet for this message. And if you've never done that before, I really want to encourage you today to get that note sheet because there are some things I'm going to share at the end that I want you to see with your own eyes because it's going to be a step that you can take. Also, if, if, you're, uh, if you need prayer for whatever reason during this time, would you just text the word prayers to 30500 and we send those out to our team and we'll be praying for you. Uh, we consider that really an honor and a privilege to do that. And, and I just figure that's what family does, right? We pray for each other. So let us know how we can do that. Also, if you want to stay up to date on kind of what is happening around our campus, what's happening with services, uh, make sure you text the word update to 30500 and uh, you'll be in that text loop. Last thing before we dive in, uh, this is our opportunity to give back to God. And again, I know it's challenging and, and even a little uh, unique during, during this time and during this season, uh, but through our app or online, you can, you can give, you can mail it in uh, to, our, uh, to our office. However you choose to give really isn't what's important, but that your heart, that kind of the very core of you says, God, I'm gonna trust you with everything I am, with all that I have. And, and our response back to God in generosity to give our tithes and our offerings is, is really that step of faith. It's a step of, of deeper belief. And God even says in, in the Bible, he says, try me in this, test me in this, and see if I won't provide back for you in ways you can't even imagine. So I, I, I'm praying you take this opportunity to take that step to give back to God. Well, again, this is the last uh, week in this series that we've been in, uh, and this has been so good for me, and I hope it has been for you as well, to really determine and see what God is inviting us into. And I know I said it kind of in the intro, this is not about all the little nuanced things, which we sometimes get tied up in when we think about direction. You know, where will I go, and where will I live, and what will my major be, and what about my job, and what about this decision, and should it be this house? Or You know, we, we, we tie it all up in that, and yet God's ultimate desire for us is to be holy, is to become 
become like Jesus. And we've talked about the stop signs that God uses to direct us, to slow us down and to turn us into new new areas and new arenas of our life. We talked about those times where we just, we stick it out, we hold on. Uh, we've, we've talked about how serving is part of that direction. And last week we looked at, at God's heart. But today we're gonna finish this up by, by really looking at how God often clarifies his direction through others, through godly friendships that we have. Now I want you to think for just a moment about the different things in your life where you've been influenced by friends. And you're thinking, well, I'm not really sure. All of, us have, all of us have had things that maybe we looked at and thought, that doesn't make any sense, or that's dumb, or whatever. And then our friends have either, in, either gotten involved with it or bought something, and we go, oh, man, that's not such a bad idea. I remember a number of years ago when the iPhone first came out, and it was $500, and there were literally... Uh, People on, uh, on, on the internet and social media were going, who's going to pay $500 for a phone? It's absolutely stupid. I mean, it's just the craziest thing. Like, no one's, no one's going to do that. And maybe you said the same thing. It's like, kind of cool, but there's no way I'm going to do that until your friend bought one. And then you had a chance to play with it, and suddenly it's like, well, maybe it's not so crazy. And here we are, not all that many years later, and most of us wish we could get a phone for $500. There's so much more now, crazy. But that influence of your friends kind of veered you into a new direction. So this hasn't been me, but I've seen uh, people with, with ripped jeans, and I have nothing against ripped jeans. But there probably was a time, the very first time you saw ripped jeans, that you would think, wait, you paid for that to come ripped? You paid for it to be somewhat destroyed? And, and I think we've all gone there until your friend got one, until your friend got a pair, until you saw someone that you maybe liked or respected or were a fan of, and you, you saw them wearing them, and you went, hmm, those actually look, look pretty good. I mean, it's amazing how we can flip almost 180 degrees from the influence of our friends. It's kind of like that old adage that says, you are who you run with. You are who you run with. And here's the truth. It doesn't matter what your age is. It doesn't matter what your background is. It really doesn't matter what your personality or your likes and your interests. You could be a junior high student. You could be a parent. You could be a senior citizen. But you will be influenced and you will start conforming to your closest friends. When we connect with someone, we become a channel in some ways for their values, for their beliefs, for their decisions, for their interests, and so many other things. Here's what King Solomon wrote in the book of Proverbs. He said, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. And I don't think you have to live too many years to understand that one. We see it. We get it. The question is, can we live it? See, the truth is that if you lean into people who are wise, you're going to become wiser. If you lean into to people who are making good decisions, chances are you'll start making better decisions. If you connect with people who are, who are godly, you are likely going to become closer to God. We're influenced in those good ways by people who live in good ways. I think back when I was in college, and I took a long time to finish college. It wasn't four and done. It was additional years. I was just very slow, taking a few classes here and there, and uh, until I met Gina. And we were both students at Stanislaus, and, and she, was, she was going through and, and taking classes. And so suddenly, I was motivated to take more classes, and I was motivated to finish my degree. And after I met her, literally within about three semesters, I was able to, to, to finish my degree. But before that, it had been just a lot of back and forth and, and meandering uh, because she influenced me. Now, this kind of influence is not about just riding on someone's coattails. It, it's about how we rub off on each other and how those things that matter most to us get translated in those relationships. But there's another side to this too. Solomon even, even said it, and I love his words, associate with fools and get in trouble. 
And my guess is every single one of us that is watching this, that's a participating in this would go, I have associated with fools before and I have gotten into trouble, right? We, I think we've all done that. But we realize if we hang out with the wrong cr crowd, we end up doing things that hurt and damage us and others. If we surround ourselves with people who are negative, we likely become more negative. If we hang around people who make poor decisions and get in trouble, odds are, are, are in our favor that we are going to get in trouble. And those things just kind of follow one another. And I, I think we've all seen that. There's this phrase that says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. See, the people in your life today are shaping the person you will become tomorrow. So I want to call you back to our key verse, which is Psalm 32. And here's what, here's what it says. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and I will watch over you. Now remember, that's God's heart, his desire, and his passion for you. That's his direction and his leading for you. So let me ask you a question. Do you think that you would lean into that more? His leading, his guiding, his direction, his, his advice for your life? Do you, do you think that you would lean into that more if the friends in your life were traveling that same path? Do you think you would trust God more if your close friends were trusting God? Do you think you would be more likely to follow God's will and to be holy, which we've looked at these last few weeks, if your friends were taking those steps too? I think we all know that we would. I know that no one can follow Christ for me, but they can follow Christ with me. We can walk that road together. No one, no one can determine my faith. I, I can't just simply say, well, well they really believe and, and ride on that. I, I know it's my faith and, and it's my belief and it's my relationship with God. But something happens when we do it with those that are close to us, that when we're struggling, they lift us up. And when they're struggling, we lift them up. And when we follow Christ together, there's something in that that is, that is powerful. The Apostle Paul wrote this in Philippians chapter 2. He said, if you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, and hopefully we would answer yes to all those things. He says, then do me a favor. Agree with each other love each other. And then I love this, this last phrase. He says, be deep spirited friends, deep spirited friends to love each other, be united together. See, this is not about just going solo. This is not about just, I'll figure it out and I'll make it happen. It's about the need for those deep spirited friends to journey with. So this message today may be a little different than the, you know, connect with a, a community kind of thing, because I want to focus on a much smaller circle than that. Who are those, maybe just a couple of people in your life? And you may have a vast array of friends, but maybe who are those two that, that really encourage you, the two that, that, that can speak truth to you, the, the, the two that, that you walk with. And maybe you're sitting here going, Dave, I, I don't even know that I have one. And, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. And I, I want to pray for you about that. But are, are there two? Are there two that you can, you can just look at? And we're not talking about a soulmate kind of romantic thing but soul friends following God's direction. So I'm going to give you a few things, and I want you to write these down. The first is this. God's direction gets clearer through godly friendships. God's direction gets clearer through godly friendships. It's not that I can't understand God's direction and his leading in my life without friends, but there's something about the various perspectives and people who know me well to speak into my life that somehow takes what can sometimes feel muddy and brings some clarity to it. 
See, from the moment the Holy Spirit urges and compels us to surrender our lives to Jesus, he's given us an invitation to connect with him, right? We've been talking about that. And it's the greatest invitation ever. Think about it. The creator of the universe gives each of us this kind of handwritten, hand-delivered, hey, come and join me in this. Come walk with me. We see that in scripture. Come walk with me. Come join me in this. To this one-on-one relationship with him, a one-on-one friendship with him. That invitation from God into something deeper is really our model. That's what we're looking towards and looking for. But we in turn can invite a friend into something deeper as well. And I know we can have fun talking about hobbies and sports or the news or whatever it is your interest is, whatever it is that just kind of gets you excited and passionate. And there is definitely a time and place for that. In fact, that's sometimes the, the initial things that unite us together. But how about a friend that can speak life and truth to you and into me? Someone that we can trust. Not someone perfect, but someone who is willing to honestly grow in Christ and walk with us in this journey. God will often use that person or those couple people to help clarify his purpose for our life, his direction for our lives. And it's not just their, their opinion of what we do or we don't do. It's the encouragement to discern, to be able to evaluate, to see God's leading and his desires for us. The Old Testament gives us this great picture of two friends who spurred each other on to deeper things with God. And one of them was, was David. Uh, we know King David and, you know, the David and Goliath and all the stories about that. But the King Saul had a son named Jonathan. And this bond between them, this friendship between them, allowed them to grow not only in in loyalty and friendship to each other, but also into their relationship with God. In 1 Samuel 18, it says this, after David had finished talking with Saul, he met Jonathan, the king's son. And there was an immediate bond between them for Jonathan loved David. And from that day on, Saul kept David with him and wouldn't let him return home. And Jonathan made a solemn pact with David because he loved him as he loved himself. That's that deep friendship. Jonathan sealed the pact by taking off his robe, giving it to David, and together with his tunic, sword, bow, and belt. Now, we don't do those kinds of things today, but it was a, it was a bestowing of, of honor. It was a, it was a bestowing of, of esteem for, for a friend, much like you would, you would give someone a gift or, or you would give them maybe a, a possession that you have, uh, not because you're trying to buy their friendship, but it somehow has significance in honoring them. And I hear that and I read that passage and it reminds me of Jesus' words to us, right? He said, to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then what? To love our neighbor as ourself. I know we sometimes put that out there to love our community and do that. And that's appropriate. We, we can definitely use it for that. But it's also for those who are close to, to love a good friend well and to follow Jesus together. And when we do that, there's a bond that is forged together in that. Ultimately, Jonathan, Saul's son, would encourage David to see his calling and his anointing by God. Even though it meant for him, there was no ascension to the kingship. He wasn't going to be the prince who becomes the king next. He recognized that that calling was on David. And that godly friendship helped him see God's direction in this, God's purpose for David's life, God's leading in that. A deep friendship is empathetic. Now, what, what, is, what does that mean? To have empathy towards someone means we put ourselves in their shoes. Like we, we get into their skin and we see through their eyes. It gives us a different understanding. And a deep friendship will will put themselves in the other's shoes to try to see that perspective and to listen without judgment. That, that true friendship speaks truth and is filled with compassion and grace. It's kind of scary, isn't it? Truthfully, it is, it is for me. Because I, be, I can be guarded. I can try to go on my own. I can try to, it's like, okay, I, I, I'll handle this and do this. And when we think about what we were just talking about, a lot of us don't have those kinds of friendships. But what if we did? What if we 
did what we talked about last weekend and trusted God's heart in this, that he has friendships and soul friendships for us. And we can trust him even in this. And it may not happen today. It may not happen tomorrow. It may not be the person that you run across at the store today. But can you trust God enough to venture out, to be imperfect, to be vulnerable, to listen and to love and invite a friend closer? And you may just be able to see God's direction that much clearer. Write this down for number two. God's direction to be like Jesus is refined in godly friendships. God's direction to be like Jesus, which is his call for us, is refined in these godly friendships. I want to read you this passage from Acts chapter 2. And uh, this is, Jesus has, uh, has already left. He has gone back to the Father. He's spent his time here. The resurrection has already happened. Uh, there's been a lot of things that have been going on. And that early church, those early followers of Jesus, gathered together. And here Here's what uh, kind of described them. When you think, well, what would that community look like? Like, did they go to church on weekends? Did they have like midweek service? No, 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 no. There was something so much more than that. And here's how they're described. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, which for them was the equivalent that we would have of God's word to them. They said, and they devoted themselves to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and a prayer. Can I just say this on a little aside? There's something about gathering together to eat that all through the Bible is, is holy. It's a good thing. You look through the Old Testament, what do you see over and over again? Our feasts and celebration. There's something that happens when we share food together and we share a meal together. And he also includes in that the, the Lord's Supper, communion that we have. That while that's a different kind of food, it's, it's not food to nourish our bodies, but food to remind us of Christ's sacrifice and food that really nourishes our soul. And then he said they've been called to prayer. And here's where I want you to see this. this is a deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. They shared together. They interacted together. There was something that while they were celebrating and remembering that was drawing them closer and closer to Christ. See, this first church, they were listening to what God was saying and they were hungry for it. They realized that they needed truth and teaching, but it wasn't all. So they were studying scripture. They were listening to teaching. They were learning from one another and they were enjoying the friendship and the company. These were I guess in another metaphor, these were the, the nutrients that helped them grow. That's what we need as well. That's God's direction. Becoming like Jesus or becoming holy, as we've talked about in this series, doesn't happen in isolation. And, and don't get me wrong, there are some good and deep things that happen when we take time to step away from all the noise and all the busyness and, and have our souls refreshed by God, right? We, we've talked about that a couple of times. One of the stop signs is so that we can rest, so that we can step away and, and let God do that. And that is a, a, a place of solitude. That is a place with, with just me and God. We need that. But where God's desires, purposes, and direction gets refined is when we are in friendship and connection with one another. I say I can look back in my life and I've had times where, where friends have come and have deeply encouraged me. Times where maybe I was frustrated or struggling or whatever it might be and, and a friend who would come and, and maybe not even know what I was going through in the moment, but speak incredible words of grace and, and friendship and encouragement to me. And it, and it means the world. And I have had other times where a friend has come and has spoken really hard words to me, not to wound or to damage or to do anything like that, but simply to confront, to hold me accountable to challenge maybe where sin had crept in or, or where pride had kept, crept in or where other things were, were kind of clamoring at me. And a good friend loved me enough, loved me enough to have those hard conversations. You see, uh, I can talk about being like Jesus in kindness and grace. And I'm amazing at that when I'm alone. But it takes root and grows in me in relationship. 
where I can't just think about it in the abstract, but I have to live it out in real life. Choosing God's way every day, which is kind of the subtitle of this whole series, gets refined when I'm learning and growing in those God-honoring friendships, true soul friends. Listen to this from the book of Ecclesiastes. It says this, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. You know when I hear that verse the most? You know when I say that verse the most? Is at weddings. And we talk about a husband and a wife and we talk about that, that third cord being God himself weaving us together. It's a beautiful metaphor and I think it's appropriate and works. But understand when this was written, it was not talking about marriage. It was talking about the connections and the friendships that we have, that we don't stand alone, that we can stand one-on-one with someone and guard and protect each other. But imagine three of us gathered together, three of us kind of coming together to support and care for. Because at any given time, right, one person's probably hurting and two can surround and do that. And I want you to take note of this verse because we're going to look at it again in a few minutes. But those soul friend challenges me and those soul friends guard me. And God uses those and he has used those to keep me accountable and on track. And maybe you're saying, Dave, I've heard this before. I would love to invest in friendships like this. But Dave, life is, is hard right now. I feel like the friends I have are even more distant than ever because of this pandemic. It seems like when we, when we had to work from home or do, it, it's just been crazy. And, and maybe you're sitting there going, Dave, I'm trying to figure out this new reality, what family looks like, what friendship looks like, what, what school looks like. And maybe you would even say, the truth is, I'm stressed. I'm kind of like up to here with this. And I would say, I know, I get it because I'm walking the same road. But what if there was a way to take the first steps? Simple, just simple. A chance to connect and grow and see God's desires and direction for you and to be more like him. And you're going, Dave, I'm going 100 miles an hour. And it seems like before I know it, I'm at bed at the end of the day, hoping to get a little sleep before it all starts back up again. But you and I both know that we can't sustain that. I can't sustain that. You can't. We need a place that allows the most important things to take root in us. I need others around me to help me see that and do that. So here's the deal. You and me, we are responsible for our own faith journey. And I'm glad that you're watching. I'm glad that you're connecting from home. If you're in, you know, if you've been around here for a while, we talk about lane one, new life at home, lane two, new life with friends. Lane three is our live in-person service. Whichever way you choose, man, God wants to meet you right there. I get it. But even in that, I'm responsible for my faith journey. You're responsible for yours. It can't be, well, the video didn't work or any of those things. Someone else can't know God for me. And while someone can't be responsible for my faith, it's others that help me stay connected and grounded. It's doing life together that keeps me from being alone and isolated. It's what helps me grow. What if these verses, these next two verses, what if these began to be true in you? Maybe not true right now, but maybe they began to be true in you. Proverbs 27 says this, a sweet friendship refreshes the soul. Wouldn't you like to have that? I do. I I, I want that. And then in Proverbs 18, Solomon wrote, there are friends who destroy each other. Maybe you've had some of those. But a real friend, he says, sticks closer than a brother. And understand the context there, because I know with our siblings, sometimes we don't all get along, but he, he's talking about that, that sense of family that unites us together. Wouldn't you like that? I do. I want that. So let me give you this last one, and I'm going to give you some real practical steps. The third is this. God's direction is an invitation into deeper connections. God's direction is an invitation into deeper connections. So you're sitting there going, okay, Dave, what do I do? How can I, how can I take a step this way? 
We're still in this weird season and pandemic. So I want to share something with you that I think we all can do. And it's simple, but I think it's profound in allowing us to grow in our understanding of God's word, his desires and direction, and a chance to have deeper friendships. It's not new. We didn't invent it, but we're tweaking it a little bit. And I think especially for this season, it could be powerful. Now, it all keys off this this number three, and you'll find number three all throughout Scripture, right? The Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You see, even the disciples, there were the, the three who were closest to Jesus, Peter, James, and John. And even the verse we read earlier, I'm going to read it to you again. Person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. Two can stand back to back. Three are even better, for a triple-rated cord is not easily broken. Imagine being braided together with two others so that you wouldn't be broken. So we're going to be launching this thing called Connect 3. Connect 3. And here's how it starts. And this is the first step that you can take. I want you to start thinking about two other friends. So you'd form a group of three. Two other friends and simply seeing if they would like to do this. Read a few verses of the Bible each day. Soak in it for a bit. And then just do a group text with the three of you. This is not about a meeting once a week or or anything like that. It's just reading a little bit of God's word, processing through it and say, "What, what is God showing in this? Texting each other and letting that be the catalyst for growth in your life. See, it's, it's, it's simple and it's brief, but I think it can lead to something so much more. So there's three parts to it, to read, to text, and to grow. Three parts that will give us simple steps to diving into God's word, connecting with God and with a couple of friends and growing our faith and leaning into God's direction. So here are the three parts. Just want to describe it for you. So the first is read. So we're going to, we're going to read three verses each day, Monday through Friday, just during the week. Three verses. Three And hopefully you'll have other time to to dive deeper into God's word and to understand it more. But this is just a simple way to take a bite-sized piece of God's truth and life. And we're going to start as a church family by reading through the book of Philippians together, three verses at a time. It's going to take about two months to do that. But during the week, you'll read those, just those three verses, and then just begin to think through them. Now, here's another thing that you can do, not to complicate it, but uh, Gina and I have, have kind of experimented with this a little bit. And when you, when you send a text, you can hit the audio record and you can just record reading the three verses. I've done it to her. She's done it to me. It takes about 15 seconds. You text that to your two other friends and they can just listen to it. You're, you're just reading it. And you can take turns doing it. There's no rules on this. You can do it however, however you want. But it can be so powerful. And so as you listen or read through this, the, just these three verses several times, this is where we pause. And this is where we soak for a moment. Well, Dave, what do you mean by soak? So you know when you turn on your washing machine, you're going to get some clothes. And the part where it's churning, you know, the thing's going, or depending on what kind of washer you have, it does all that. And then there's this moment where it doesn't seem like the washing machine's doing anything. It's in the soak cycle. And it stops. And it lets the detergent, and it lets the water seep deep into the clothes to remove dirt. I mean, you know how this works. You've seen the commercials. But what it does is it allows the cleaning to go deeper. What I want to challenge you to do is to read or listen to that passage and then just let it soak for a bit. And here's what you can just say, what's God bringing to the surface as I read these three simple verses? What is God encouraging me with? What is God challenging me with? What is God bringing to me through his word? Listen to this from the book of Psalms. David wrote, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. So let's dive into God's word and let his word lead us and guide us and soak in it a little bit and say, hmm, how how is this impacting me today? So that's the first part. That's the read. The second is text. And this is where you take a moment and you go to your two friends and you say, that third verse today, it was like God was saying, man, I'm not done with you yet. I'm still doing a deeper good work in you. And I needed that today just something super brief, super simple. You're just sending to your two friends to encourage them, to challenge them. How powerful is that? 
Now, I know some of you don't like the text. It's okay. Even though my dad is 85 years old, he does an audio text reading a short portion of the Bible to his life group every day. 85 years old. So we don't have a lot of excuses. But I know some of you don't do that. So you can connect by email. You can even connect by phone. Whatever works for your Connect Three group, you and your two friends. There's no rules. It's just a way to share. Now, the last is this. This is to grow. And this is when we take God's word, the Bible, and when we allow it to soak into our lives, not just reading to tick off a box, but to allow it to penetrate our hearts and our souls. And then we get to share it with godly friends, soul friends. I'm telling you, it causes our faith to grow and our trust to grow and our friendship with Christ to grow while our friendship to one another is growing. During a time when so much has seemed separated and distant, we can accept God's invitation to move closer to him and closer to our friends. Now, there's no official sign-up for this. It's just you and a couple of friends. But I'd like to encourage you and to give you the readings and the info each week. So starting on Monday, March 1st, we're going to post a short one-minute video just sharing a little background about the verses that you'll be reading that week. And every single Monday, I'll have just a quick, short, less than one-minute video to kind of give you that. And then you'll have the breakdowns of the readings each day. Now, these are going to be on our website, newlifecc.com. But the best way to do this is to simply text the word CONNECT3 to 30500. And you'll get a text each Monday with a link to that quick video, a link to the readings, simple. Read, text, grow. Read, text, grow. Now as I finish, I want to just maybe give a couple of quick answers to some questions that you might have. Because you may be thinking, Dave, what if there's just one other person that, that I know? What if there's just two of us? It's okay. It's okay. Dave, what if there are four of us? What, what, what if my, there's five of us that want to do this? It's okay. It's okay. Remember, this is you and your friends. And you know what? They don't have to attend new life. This is not just a new life only thing. You have friends everywhere. This could be someone across the country. This could be someone down in Southern California. Just like, hey, would you do this with me? Not because our church is doing it, but because we want to connect with God. We want to grow together. And so you can just simply take that step. But here's why the number three, I think, is a good one. Again, not a rule, but it's good. It's that you're not going to get a ton of texts from a big group, right? Because we've all been in those. And then bigger than two helps in case just someone has a super busy day and can't respond right away. Three kind of keeps us on track. So here's the other question I know you're asking. What if we miss a day? What if I forget? What if it just doesn't even, doesn't even enter my mind? Well, I'll just tell you this. Count on that happening. It's going to. Just pick it up the next day. I will tell you this. It's the beauty of the group of three. Because most likely, one of you will remember and you'll text the others. So let me encourage you to tear down some of those walls from this past year that have kept you isolated and separated. And I want to encourage you to connect with some friends in a deeper way. You need them and they need you. Because growing deeper with God was never meant to be a solo journey. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you so much that you made your way to us. You have you have moved heaven and earth. You sent your son so we could have relationship and friendship with you. And Lord, you've, you've set the tone. You, you've shown us the model that rather than living isolated and distant, you've called us into deep friendships, godly friendships, soul friendships that encourage us and lead us closer to you. And Lord, I pray for each person who's watching or listening to this, that God, their heart would say, I want that. And Lord, that we would begin to take the steps to see those friendships grow and our faith in you grow. So we thank you, Lord. We love you. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Well, as I close, I just want to encourage you. Text the word CONNECT3 to 30500. You're going to get a quick text back. Uh, just kind of letting you know what's, what's coming because March 1st, uh, we're going to kick this off. And you can watch this little video, follow along day by day through the week, encourage one another and grow together. I think this really could be the seeds that get planted for 
for greater things in your life and in mine as we walk together following Christ. So let me leave you with this. We read it earlier, but Philippians 2, if you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor. Agree with each other, love each other, and be deep-spirited friends. Hey, thanks for joining us.